I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Sports Virgins, the podcast from Pomodo, where a pair of total sport novices, that's me, Amy Vos, and me, Matt Richardson, get to learn all about the world of sport. On this episode, we spoke about Christmas presents. My boyfriend gave me COVID for Christmas, which oh, was lovely. Which was oh, awful. Nice. The Chelsea job. Yeah, like a Russian, a Russian oligarch losing patience with you is probably quite terrifying as well, isn't it? <laughs> and the darts. Oh my god, no one's ever come up with this idea. Darts on ice. Welcome to the Sports Virgins. Sports Virgins, welcome back. After Christmas, Happy New Year and all that kind of stuff. Did you have a have a good one or just had one? Just had a Christmas? Uh, it was fine but for me. Um, uh, what about you, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, just Groundhog Day, really. It was actually quite nice to not have anything to do or nowhere to go. So mm. uh, a bit boring towards the end. Just, you know, go for a walk every day and sit around doing nothing. Weirdly, this whole year has felt like that bit between Christmas and New Year anyway. <laughs> it really has. That's kind of like, that's the feeling you get, that weird kind of, it's, I don't know what day it is and like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just kind of eating and drinking wine. It's just, that's been a year of that for me. So it was no different, really. How was yours, Amy? Yeah, um, come on, Amy. Do you know what? Christmas Eve and Christmas Day were large, were pretty lovely. And then my boyfriend gave me COVID for Christmas, which oh, was lovely, which was oh, awful. Nice. Did he yeah, get you the what? latest version or was I it think the second-hand one? Oh, yeah, did he? I think oh, yes. Fancy. He's so tra- he is so trendy like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a new strain, so all sorts of new exciting symptoms for me to deal with. So yeah, that was uh, that was an experience which I'd rather not repeat. But yeah, so that was. Uh, I won't for- we, won't, we won't forget this Christmas for a while. They all merge into, into each other, don't they? But this will probably be our most memorable, I would have yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What year was that? Oh, COVID Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I remember yes. Christmas. The so COVID n- Christmas. not a huge amount of sport then for you, Amy? Yeah, no. I mean, I just stayed in bed for several days watching The Crown. I think he was... I think there was sport on though, wasn't there? Was there... I feel like... I f- is that what you're saying? <laughs> Did I watch there, it? There, there, there was a... Yeah, there's a bit of sport there was, on. I think there was... Do you know what? Sport? Can I, can I just pick a slight bone with sport, right? I do feel like... <laughs> I know we, talk, we talked about this on the, on the last episode before Christmas, but sport on Boxing Day, no. I think that's a bit out of order. It shouldn't be on telly because the problem was, you know, I just want to sit and watch films, but he was watching some football game and I just thought, this isn't on for, for Boxing Day. I don't uh, think. I think. It's like when I used to work at Next and um, they moved the sale from the 27th to Boxing Day and we were all like, not on Boxing Day. That's, I think the next yeah. and next now they queue football. outside Just from like 5am yeah yeah have a day off next so that's, that's sport <laughs> exactly um so that's my only beef but the big question Dylan is are we rich so the, the accumulator so we had two accumulators uh Matt's one would have earned us 75 grand had it won and Amy's what do you mean, what, sorry what do you mean had grand? it won because I've I've uh, I've been on a bit of a splurge thinking that I definitely <laughs> this is why I shouldn't Bought gamble because I think I've got it I think I'm going to win well let's let's put it like this it lasted 90 minutes so the very first game both of your accumulators were null and void 
because I uh, think the first game was Leicester Man United. Matthew went for Man United. Amy went for Leicester, of course. Uh, but it was a draw, so both accumulators <laughs> were well, dead, and, dead and buried that, 90 minutes in. That is disappointing. Just when the, we thought 2021 was going to be our year for getting into gambling. That is a shame. That, that's like flipping a coin and it landing on its edge. That's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Neither of us unfair. got it. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> I mean, it's, it sums up the sports versions, though. The first game in the accumulator, <laughs> you both get it wrong. Absolutely um, typical. But to be fair, Matt, you did get the predictions slightly better than Amy. So oh, okay. as a bonus Ooh. round of the quiz, you actually clawed some points back. So you won the uh, predictions 5-3 on Boxing Day. So well done, oh, you. Oh, nice. you put a lot of thought into that as well. So you deserve that. What do you mean I put a lot of thought into it? I literally just said the opposite of what you said for most of them. (laughs) (laughs) The accumulators didn't work too well. um, Next year. Did we win anything? Are you saying we won nothing, right? That means null and void. You have to get all of them right, right. Yeah, you had to get all of them right. So that's we won silly. Zero. I feel like the lottery is probably easier though. I yeah. don't think it. I don't think it is. I don't know. What, yeah, you're right. Well, actually, you say that, but most of the people that win the lottery, like you know, like you see that some of them on the news, and you're like, you're an idiot. Like, how have you managed <laughs> yeah, to win the lottery? Yeah. You're just guessing numbers. So yeah, yeah, I enough. could manage that. I reckon. So uh, yeah. yeah, Adam's pound or two pound has uh, gone down the drain. But you know, it was good entertainment value for that ninety minutes before it, it all <laughs> fell down in flames. Okay, so we've learnt gambling twenty twenty one not for sports virgins. Yeah, not for us. It's not not for our us. bag. What a shame. Was there any other sport going on apart from the Boxing Day stuff ruining it for everyone? Uh, So in the football, there was a lot of games on. You know, the Christmas period is always a busy one for the Premier League and all the different leagues. Uh, I think they all played uh, three games each, give or take, because there were a couple of cancellations due to COVID, unfortunately. But yeah, they've all played three games in the last, I don't know, 10 days or so. So it's quite intense fixture list for them over Christmas. Mm. Um, To be honest, no major talking points. Um, I guess the main ones are that Man United are now back in the groove. They're now joint top. Arsenal have made a bit of a comeback, so they've won the last few games. So having been what we technically described as in the shit a few weeks ago, uh, okay, they're now back is that, in the mix. Is that, a, is that a jargon Klopp term? <laughs> yeah, it's coming up soon, yeah. <laughs> shit. I think I've noticed, am I right? And, and I literally get this from like memes on social media. Is Frank Lampard taking a bit of a pasting at the moment for Chelsea? Yeah, so Chelsea and Spurs are both on the slide a bit. So they both lost a few games. So they were both in the mix in the top three for a while, but they're now out of the mix for the top God, three. God, fans turn so quickly, don't they? Because it's like, you know, they were top of the league, I don't know, what, a few, few weeks ago? And everyone's like, oh, love you, Frank. And then... Yeah, I mean, especially at Chelsea. They, they've had, I think, something like 10 managers in the last 11 years or something crazy like really? that. Really? Wow. Yeah. So his chances are bleak. So if you want to put a bet on, <laughs> Frank losing a job at the end of the season is probably a safe bet. Oh, wow. Okay. Is he doing a good job? Oh, no, he was doing a good job. Yeah. But going back to how fickle the football community is, especially the management at Chelsea, Roman Abramovich, he uh, hasn't got much patience if uh, the manager starts losing games. But yeah, I think so. He's a legend there, so he'll be fine. Yeah. Like a Russian, a Russian oligarch losing patience with you is probably quite terrifying as well, isn't it? <laughs> like, have we ever seen any of those managers again? Yeah. You'll take losing your job, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. You absolutely would. Yeah. He's, he seems like he's like a Bond villain. Yeah, he'll yeah, release he bears and stuff in your garden, something like that. You have done badly, goodbye. <laughs> that's it, no one ever sees you again. Yeah. Uh, but in the football, so the biggest, I guess, talking point of the next month is that the January transfer window has just opened. Are you familiar with what that is? 
Oh, yes, I am. And I find it quite exciting, even though I'm not entirely sure what goes on. And I love all the sort of hoo-ha around it. And I love the fact that Jim is Jim. Is, yes, yeah, Jim White. I worked with him the other white. He wears a yellow tie on Sky Sports News and everyone gets all really excited and he shouts a lot. Yeah, he's the man, isn't he, on Transfer Deadline Day. So this is kind of like the the little sister of the main transfer window because the main transfers happen in the in the summer, in the off-season. But every January, they open the transfer window for one month. So basically, for one month in the middle of the season, you can sign players and sell players, basically. Like a, like a January sale for people. <laughs> yeah, so go, go back to next days. I always find I always find it really weird the transfer window because the players don't really have a say, do they? If your team decides they're going to sell you to, like you know, Azerbaijan, that that's just you got to go. Yeah, I mean the player will have some element of say, but largely, yeah, you get sold. It, it and, does and feel gone. a bit like human trafficking. Like that everyone <laughs> yeah. kind of watched. It's really yeah. strange. I think the whole transfer. I'm not going to start feeling sorry for footballers, Matt. Okay, they'll be all right. They'll they'll still be able to like buy a car. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least one car. Um, but what but happens? It's, it's just the, weird, isn't it? Here's the question: What if you know you you're at your club, you're not that happy, and you go, you mutually agree, let's pop me on for sale, whatever. But then, what if no one wants to buy you? What happens then? Then you, do you stay at your club knowing that they don't really want you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you say your club and either either drag your feet or obviously try your best to get back into form and get like, back playing. Do, is there like lots of schmoozing and meetings? Is it like, you know, when you go and view houses to buy, yeah. is it a bit like that? So they go and meet a club and there's like some 19-year-old from Foxton's going, <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, you know, it's an up-and-coming area, 80,000 seats. And then you kind of decide if you're going to go or not. Like I don't. What it's literally prostitution for footballers. That's what. I'm, that's the kind of. That's how it feels. <laughs> it's a, it's very cloak and dagger. Obviously, a lot of it's done through the agents because you know the players are quite high profile and they'll get spotted and all that stuff. But there's also there's been a, quite some high profile instances where a player from overseas, like from say Spain or South America or somewhere, has been wanting to sign for Liverpool or Man United. His wife has basically said, nah, too cold up north. I want to be in London. And the player's gone, yeah, sorry. And I'm, I'm going to sign for Chelsea instead because my wife doesn't want to live in Liverpool or whatever. Well, this is a big lifestyle choice. If you, I really you know. I understand that. Having been to the north, I absolutely... <laughs> if, also, like, if you, you've kind of married this guy, he's a multimillionaire, you're living in, like, Barcelona or Paris, and then all of a sudden someone goes, well, you're going to Blackburn, actually. Like, you <laughs> yeah. would be... You would be miffed, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, if you're livid. There have uh, been instances, haven't there, where the like wags have stayed in I don't know London or wherever it is, and the or you know. Well, I think yeah. famously when Melania stayed in New York when Donald moved to Washington, <laughs> that was a. <laughs> no, but that's just because she hates him. <laughs> yeah, she's got a very nice yoga instructor there, actually. <gasps> yeah, oh, I yeah, bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's a few stories going through the transfer window. Um, are you familiar with Mesut Ozil? Have you ever heard of who he is? No, no. it sounds like a made-up person. So he's uh, one of Arsenal's, probably their best paid player. He's on, I think, £350,000 a week is his salary. Um, wow. And uh, he basically, he's being completely frozen out of the team. He's not being picked at all. Um, but is he still is he still getting picked if he's not on the team? As in, like, is he still getting paid? paid? Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he still gets paid. Yeah, and uh, he, I mean, so, why is he bothered then? That is my dream job: <laughs> three hundred and fifty yeah. grand a week yeah. to not go to work. 
Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? Um, so he's Wild. just like sat Wild. there doing nothing. If I was if I was running a team, I'd be going, I don't like him, but I'm paying him a fortune. He's on that pitch as much as humanly possible. Yeah, even if he's bringing out like the oranges or something like that, like do something for your money. <laughs> he's bringing yeah. out the oranges. So especially, <laughs> like, you know, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? At least, look, you're being paid loads. We're not going to play you today, but you're on orange. You're on orange <laughs> yeah. slice duty. Come on, that'd be so good. That they should do that just to get, yeah. just to. It's a waste. Of, it's a waste of money. Otherwise, mm. yeah. So watch out for that one. There's a few other uh, ongoing transfer sagas, like Paul Pogba. Have you heard of Paul Pogba? The name does ring a bell. Yeah, Paul the Pogba. name rings a bell. Funny name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's a Frenchman who plays for Man United, but he looks like he's on his way out. His agent is a guy called Mino Raiola, who is probably the most well-known agent out there, and he's known to be just bad news. He he causes trouble everywhere, and he causes rifts between the players and the clubs, and. He's not very popular, basically, but he has got some of the world's best footballers on his books. But um, and they're some of the most well-paid players in the on, in the world as well. So we'll see. And he's getting like ten percent. See, that's the that's yeah. the secret of a good job in sport: be a sport agent. Yeah, yeah. I had an agent once, and she left comedy to go and work in sport. And we were like, "Why are you leaving?" She was like, "I mean, you get like six hundred quid to be on Mop the Week. Like, I'd rather go and have some footballers where I'm getting not sixty pounds." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, cut three hundred and fifty grand a week, be all right. A week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You only need one good client then. Yeah. Exactly. We should be agents well, for people uh, more successful than us. Yeah, basically. Well, this is what the sports versions is all about. You're learning and one day you will get there. Yeah. This is Absol- our opportunity. I mean, this is our absolutely. in route to sport, Matt. I can't wait. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So that's the football done. Uh, you know, the my favourite sporting event of the Christmas period is always the darts. I know we've spoken about the darts quite a few times. But yeah, big highlight of Christmas for me. It's the World Championships every Christmas time. And uh, the final was yesterday. So I don't know if you're aware of that. That's score. normally Ali Pali around Christmas, isn't it? Correct. It still is yeah, at yeah, Ali yeah. Pali, but obviously there's no crowd. So it's very it's different. I mean, oh. it's, it's usually such a good atmosphere and such a good sport even to watch on tv these days um but unfortunately just not quite the same without the crowds because we've talked about the darts so much and we all feel a bit of an affinity to the darts um i think that's surely when we all get vaccinated that's the christmas party next year we just go yeah, to the darts. oh yes yeah, yes so it was quite an exciting final yesterday so we had gerwin price welshman um called the Iceman. he was playing against gary anderson who's a scottish guy oh and- does he wear an outfit because with a name like that, that would get me more into darts if they would just make it a little more theatrical. What, what, you know, do, you maybe a, by, what do you mean by an outfit? Like he's not going to dress I, up well, as Elsa from Frozen. Well, no, but you say he's the Iceman. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'd want like, you know, um, white hair, like 
spiked white hair. And I think I'm thinking of... Guy Fieri. No, I'm thinking of um, Blades of Glory, you know, that Will Ferrell film where he wears like... I'm thinking of ice skaters, basically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dress like (laughs) them and I will watch. Let's get some lycra. Let's make it a bit more strictly. Get some sequins involved. I've seen a lot of the guys who play that sport. I don't think lycra is going to work. Okay, fancy, (laughs) maybe fancy dress. Or, oh my God, no one's ever come up with this idea, darts on ice. That would be impressive. That is a recipe for disaster. No, but isn't that a good idea? The thing is, um, with (laughs) with the darts as well, like I don't think you can make it more exciting. There's nothing you can add to it for me. The thing is, with darts, you put them in fancy dress. That's just a stag do. That's that's (laughs) the one thing keeping those two things apart. Yeah. See, they used to have a few beers whilst they were playing darts, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago. But now that it's got a bit more professional, you know, live on Sky Sports, big crowds. Um, yeah, they've all got a bit more serious. I mean, they're, they're all still in horrendous shape. They're kind of, you know... Is it is that because they're, like, not allowed because they're on telly and it's, like, n- not responsible? Or is it like, oh, no, we're serious dance players now? I think there's money. There's, sure. That's the reason, is that they want the cash. Yeah. There's a bit of money in it now. So then you don't want to be like, God, if I'd not had three pints, I would have probably got that. Yeah. Like, well, it's quite... With a lot of sportsmen, you know, like, Usain Bolt's like, if I, you know... Basically, for darts players, doping is not having a beer. Yeah, you know that's that's their version. You'd be like, "Oh, mate, he's definitely doping." I saw him have a lemonade earlier. <laughs> so the uh, the excitement yesterday was that so Price, the Welsh guy, was cruising it. He was on fire, and uh, he was banging them in from everywhere. You know, in darts, the way you win a leg is by getting a double. Are you, are you familiar with with what I'm talking about there? No. No. Yes. Continue. Okay, so in darts, you have obviously a board with numbers, 1 to 20 around. Yeah. Um, each like little segment is a number, but then in the middle of it, you have a little a bit in a different colour, which counts for treble. And then on the outer ring, there's another... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know so, that. Yeah, so let's say you're, you've got 40 left. The way in which you win is you have to get double 20. So you can't you just can't, like, get to 40. You couldn't get like a 17 and a 13. You no, you have couldn't. to hit a you double. Get, yeah, okay. yeah. So if you, or if you get like 32, you have to get double 16, which is a very common uh, one that they, they go for. What if it's a number that you can't, I guess you just have to knock a few off until it's a number that you can get as a double. Well, that's the point. Yeah. So they start at 501, 501 each, mm-hmm. and they go down and down and down. And it, 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 they're actually maths geniuses, these guys, because they know from probably about 220-ish out they know exactly what they need to get to leave themselves a certain combination. So they'll know, you know, right, treble 18 and treble 13 leaves me with 32. And so they do that like calculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you don't want to be left out. with one that's tricky to get and it's going to be risky. Yeah. Or if you, if you leave yourself with 33, for example, you need to get an odd number in order to get to an even to get to I've a double. What, um, what would happen? Um, so say you need double, you need double 16 to win Yeah. and you hit, um, double 20 and you go over it does that just not count then like how does that yeah you you're, you're, you're bust you're bust and you go back to 32 Ooh. i mean if, if you get double 20 and you're aiming for double 16 you're pretty bad okay fair <laughs> enough <laughs> but, i've got uh, a whole yeah. new respect for darts players yeah it's, I'm, nev- it's, I'm never it's gonna hard. look at them in the same in the same way again they're, they're yeah. maths, mathematicians so yesterday this guy price was knocking them in from everywhere he was breaking records he wasn't missing any doubles and he was miles ahead i think it's first to seven and i think he was six one ahead the other guy had given up basically because this guy was playing so well and it was an inevitable he was going to win and uh as soon as he got to match point so like basically one dart to win it he completely fell apart. His arms basically turned into almost like an overcooked spaghetti. He just could not throw really? the dart. Yeah, huh. he couldn't get it in. And uh, this went on and on for, you know, over the space of over half an hour where he kept getting match point 
and he was missing and it was a big saga and the longer I went on the worse it got and the other guy kept thinking shit I'm in here so he started playing a bit better and started winning and coming back and you're thinking oh my god this is going to be the biggest choke in history um, but thankfully he got a few more chances and he ended up winning so but yeah it's quite interesting to watch but the other interesting thing about him is is five years ago he was a professional rugby player really oh. yeah so he's quite new to the sport of darts so he wasn't he never really used to play much down the pub or anything as a kid Show off, and uh, he just decided after after rugby to play a bit of darts, and then he's quite good at it. And five years later, he's world number one and won the world championships. Amazing! Yeah. There's hope for you yet, Dylan. <laughs> exactly. That's my that's, that's my dream. That, the, you know, you, the rugby career, you know, family and everything came, and podcasting came in the way. But darts is where you're going to really Absolutely. blossom again. That is the future. There's a chance. <laughs> On to another sort of sport or sporting event that is also a highlight of mine over Christmas, and it's quite similar in body shape to most of the darts players, um, is the world's strongest man. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. I love it. That's Yeah, you know I, I can watch this. It, it always used to be on on a Sunday afternoon on Channel 5, didn't it? It was one yeah. of those, like always, it was kind of always on and they, and they're always in an amazing location, like South Africa or somewhere. Yeah. And, oh yeah, I didn't realise they were still doing it. That's so cool. Yeah. So that was on this Christmas. Uh, New Year's Day was the final, uh, based in Florida this year. So yeah, they were all there, like, you know, sunning it up, living the dream, basically. I did hear something about this. This sounds a little rude. You know that the actual men that take part, obviously they're like units and they're super, super strongest men in the world. But they do, a bit like darts, they do always have like a bit of a gut, don't they? Like, is that intentional? And I felt rude saying that, but I did hear someone else mention it the other day. And is it to help them like... Basically, the they, 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 need bo- they need body mass is the key thing for them. Their diets aren't actually that good. Obviously, they have a lot of protein, but they also eat a lot of burgers, pizzas, just any kind of shit to get the calories in the body to bulk up big enough. That's the kind of sport I'd be up for. That sounds, They're just units, aren't they? It's not raging. about like, oh, he's like, like you say, he's absolutely ripped. It's all like, he's just like a massive bloke. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you get the kind of Eastern Europeans are good at it, and Iceland and Norway, Finland. Yeah, Iceland because the guy, the guy who's in Game of Thrones, who's been like the champion for years, is Icelandic, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's Icelandic. The the ginger guy, the ginger wildling. He's no, um, it's the guy who's the 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 mountain. You know, the guy that comes back from the dead. Is is he? Yeah, he's like a he's been world champion loads of times. Didn't know, and he has got. The smallest wife in the world. His, his wife I did like not think you were going to say that. Oh, yeah. I, I was wondering where you were going with that as well. Oh, I, mean, I couldn't confirm either way. But I'm, uh, you know, I, I imagine like I've seen it as much as him the last few years. So do, do, you, know, do you know his name, this guy? Uh, he is called Christoph, Christopher or something like that. He's- so his, his name is Hafner Bjornsson. Oh, no, there we go. Absolutely nowhere near. Sounds like he's in um, ABBA. so do you know any other world's strongest man people oh uh jeff capes jeff capes yeah he's well known back in there have you mentioned jeff capes before on this podcast (laughs) i don't possibly i do i know you might have mentioned jeff capes before a real weird niche amount of sports people have you interviewed jeff capes is he from leicester (laughs) (laughs) there must be some connection i've heard you mention jeff capes before I don't, I don't know, know why. Uh, yes, I have single-handedly founded the Jeff Capes fan club. Um, did he have a big bid? Is that the yeah, man he on did the, have yeah. a bid, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there we yeah, go. Yeah, so Jeff, Jeff Capes won. Uh, he was the like, well-known British guy who won, but also recently a Brit, a Brit one called Eddie Hall. Are you, are you familiar with oh, Eddie yeah. Hall? Oh, yeah, rings a bell, yeah. 
Yeah, so he he won recently. It feels like the kind of thing that like I might present one day. Like that's sort of like <laughs> that's my thing on Dave now is I do all the flipping Red Bulls. And yeah, all you that. did. Like, you oh, did the Red right. Bull Challenge. I do the, I do the soapbox you, races and stuff. How do you do that out of interest, Matt? Because um, what do you mean? How do you do it? No, no, no. Because there is a sporting element, surely, to the soapbox challenge. Yeah, so do but, you go all like pretend sports commentator? No, or? you just go and look at some go karts and go. Well, that looks like it's going to fall apart. And then and then they get a sports commentator uh, to oh, okay. do the commentary back in England. <laughs> But we oh. go and just basically have a jolly. Like it's it's Where a great it? gig. Where's it going? Well, it well they do it. They do it. So last year we went to Sao Paulo, Tokyo, Helsinki, Dallas, and Lithuania. You that are joking. And then know- this year we couldn't do any, but it was meant to be Argentina, Chicago, Madrid. Oh man, mate, it's the best gig ever. I love that job. And wow. we always tell people it's awful because we don't want anyone else doing it. I once hosted one. They they did this was about ten years ago, not quite as glamorous, in Nottingham. But they never oh, did it. Really? They did a water sports one and I went and, was it and hosted. Tag? It was not as glamorous as your yours. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Box. It's not glamorous like the, the it's an but amazing it gig, but it's yeah. like it's just like watching people try like nearly kill themselves rolling down a hill in some cases. Yeah. Right, well, we need to do it. I mean, I'm useless at stuff like that. So w- which one of you has taken the reins for this? I mean, I'll. I mean, I'm working that day, so count, count me in for it. the fancy dress options. Yeah, the actual I did engineering. No, year. when but... we were in Brazil, we were like, oh, "I'll do it," and they were like, "We can't. We, you're not insured to go in these things because yeah. they uh-huh. are death traps." Yeah. <laughs> so the world's strongest man was won by a Ukrainian, and I'm not going to pronounce his first name. Something Novikov was his name. Okay. Um, he also broke the world record for a deadlift during it as well. So did he really? What, what, was, yeah. what was his deadlift record? Uh, I think it was 537 Not all that, is it? Not all that. (laughs) Golly. Yeah, I mean, it was enormous, this thing. The guy wasn't actually that big a bloke, to be honest. Um, What's your your deadlift PB, Matt? Oh, I mean, what isn't my deadlift PB? (laughs) (laughs) Just the bar, I mean, mean, I've never never deadlifted anything in my life. The one I always really like is the Atlas Stones. That's where they all come unstuck, isn't it? Hey, I've had a go on those. I, I used to go to a strongman class... Did and you? yeah, and I I could show you video footage where I'm picking up a pretty heavy atlas stone. Really, it used to rip my arms apart. Yeah, like f- I think it was like forty kilograms. Wow, that's it's really quite, gen- and it was also I'm because you're, you you're quite a small person. Yeah, but I really went for it, and they're um, yeah, it's weirdly satisfying actually. Yeah, I bet it is. I'm quite jealous you've done I that. C- I, maybe this is my thing for for this year. Is there you a world's become a strongest man. woman? There surely yeah, is. There sh- um, I don't know. I mean, it's a bit sexist, really, world's strongest man. It should be world's strongest person, shouldn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, but you could have two. You could have them because, yeah. you know, we are physically built differently. So that yeah, would make it's not sense, as bad as surely. Like, to have- like it's, it's weirder to have, like, best actor and actress. Like, because there's not, like, it just should be, like, what's the, why is that gendered? Like, it, I mean, there's no physical difference, is there? Why don't they do... This would be so sexist, but also I would watch it. World's weakest, world's weakest woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was just basically women being super lame at sport. I'd have a go on that show. <laughs> Not I being able well, to, to lift fair. stuff. <laughs> that would be funny. With Danny well, Wallace hosted it. Absolutely gutted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah, so that's World's Strongest Man uh, done for another year. Look forward to that next year. It's always a highlight. Yeah. Um, so the last sports story I've got to cover off here is uh, something I saw on BBC News that uh, a lady called Pip Hare, strange name, but... Um, Pip that, Hare. Pip Hare, yeah, that is her So name. she's called Pip Hare Hare. 
Pippa hair. <laughs> That's her name. So she is currently taking part in a three-month solo, non-stop, round-the-world sailing race. Uh, so, it's, oh. so it's a sailing race called the Vendi Globe, I think it's called. Uh, it's, it's known as the Everest of the Sea, so it's a hard one, obviously. Uh, and it goes on for three months. Um, so she's in the middle of it, and she's currently in 17th position. So she's a British female that's taking part. Oh, How do you know many what? people do it? Uh, there's about 30-odd people doing it. Okay, so she's like mid-table. Yeah, halfway okay. yeah, halfway. Great timing for doing it as well, like lockdown. No one can go anywhere. <laughs> she's absolutely loving life well, on her exactly. own little journey. And she can't have any FOMO. No one's doing anything. This what, is, was the, what was the yeah. woman who, like, do you remember that woman who was really famous for like two Ellen years? Ellen MacArthur. Ellen MacArthur. Yeah. yeah. She's going for a bit of that. So um, Dame Ellen MacArthur came second in this race in 2001. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, okay. yeah, and only six women have ever completed this race. So good old wow. is going for it she's in 17th so you know you're talking about isolation yeah you're right it's a bloody good good time to you know a lot of sport is being cancelled or disrupted because you have to isolate but you know she's done it you know very how, well is, is this a really silly question that you might not be able to i don't know how much you know about this dylan is it how do they sleep if they're the only one sailing is that a stupid thing to say no so she sleeps in 30 minute bursts so every few what? hours you'll do a 30 Jeez. minute burst of sleep yeah can you imagine it? I can't imagine it. I think it's incredible. I can't imagine anything for three scarier. months. Yeah. I mean, but just when you've got those ridiculous ways, like I find the sea yeah. very terrifying. So it would I not don't, be I don't me. swim in the sea as a rule. Like I don't like the sea. Oh, the I do sea. swim in it, but I, I, but I don't like it when you're out deep. Like I'm like, oh, it does freak me out a little bit. But I've I do. I about the sea as well. I might see, see if I can follow her on social media because when, when Ella MacArthur did it, do they do, she did, I'm sure she used to do updates. We didn't have Yeah, Instagram I think she does. Yeah, yeah, she like she there was a lot of like if I remember Ellen MacArthur crying in a lot of videos yeah. about like not being at home. There's only 71 people who have done this. So, you know, lots of people like, you know, not not quit, but there something goes wrong in their boats and stuff because it's so brutal. But mm. yeah, 24/7 for 3 months, sleeping every 30 minutes and just sailing the rest. Um and you know, talking about isolation earlier, at one point the closest person to her was the International Space Station. No. Doesn't that um, blow your mind? Yeah, do you I've, know yeah, at what I've, point? I've read that what? before about these races. It's in the Pacific, I think. There's a point in the Pacific where you're so far, you're like thousands of miles away from anyone in either direction and they're only like 120 miles above you. Yeah, you see, I don't like that bit. I think you fly over it when you go to like America or Mexico or something, don't you? And there's a massive, massive chunk. No, no, that's the Atlantic. There's the Pacific oh, even that... bigger. Like it's even wider. It, than, it's you know, it's the, the bit side. between like Australia and kind of Argentina, uh, isn't it? Right. Like that, yeah, that... yeah, yeah. It's that bit where like yeah. Fiji and all those are, but like yeah. they're thousands. There's a point, and it's like thousands of miles from anything. And there's it's definitely terrifying. a lot of stuff that could eat you. In that stretch, oh, there's well, stuff we don't even I mean, know about that would eat you. Yeah, yeah, that is brave. Wow. Like, but, you there's know, a, there's probably a kraken. A what? You know, the kraken. Sorry, I mean Sam's just laughing at me. The fact I've mentioned the kraken on a <laughs> podcast. What it's is like a kraken. It's a mythological sea beast that is like a big <laughs> serpent. But okay. they, they're like, oh, they don't exist. But we don't know, do we? we we've oh, we've a bit like more Nessie, the moon than the sea. Oh, oh Nessie like could Nessie. be there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. But yeah, you know, she, she may have had three months solo around the world, but she mustn't grumble. At Christmas Day, she had a Christmas pudding. She had a few Christmas cards and a present and a few letters. How'd she, how did they get her Christmas cards? They <laughs> just gave it to her early and she packed it. Oh, right. I'm sorry. That how does she, does she have Postman a Pat. Does she have a microwave? How does she heat up the... <laughs> Pudding. So it many was, questions. But uh, it, it was probably sounds better like, than my Christmas. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. it's probably dried up. Like she uh, won't be getting COVID out there. So 
She's in the best place right now. Yeah, it sounds brutal. Yeah, so we oh, need to follow. Brilliant. Her <laughs> and, uh, see how she gets on. We'll we'll track her progress over the next few weeks. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, I think he's had a bit of a busy time over Christmas, but he always makes time for us. It's none other than our dear friend, Jargon Klopp. Hello, Spot Virgins. Jargon Klopp here. This week's spotting jargon is Hospital Pass. Hospital Pass? A hospital pass. Have, have you heard of this before? No. No, no idea. I've got a guess, though. Okay, well, have you heard of it from, like, a non-sporting context? Like a hospital pass? Like yeah. Like a pass for the hospital? Like... Is it someone that's so accident prone? They've got a pass to get into the hospital. That's what I was going to say because they've got like they've got like a loyalty card <laughs> because they're always getting injured. Be like, oh, there he is with a hospital pass because he's constantly. That's <laughs> no, not that. So basically, is it's if you pass someone the ball and just as they're about to receive the ball, they're about to get absolutely smashed. So you're basically giving them a hospital pass because as soon as they catch it, they get absolutely right. smashed. Oh, and in rugby. Well. American football, rugby, football as well. They they use the hospital pass. Obviously, it's less extreme as in like, you know, you're not going to get hospitalized in football, really. Um, mm. But they do use that terminology in football. If you pass them on the ball and it's putting them in danger, basically. Is it is it an intentional thing? Well, nah. It's, I mean, nah, it's not, it's not meant to. Often, it's some people are in the shit themselves and they pass it on to someone else. So they basically give them a hospital pass. Oh, so right, okay. r- rather than like taking the hit, you're like, Fuck, I'm offloading it to someone else and you're giving them But it's not, it's not like, oh, Dave's been doing my head in, so I'm going to pass the ball to him. Wow. Well, I mean, set him up for a broken leg. I'm sure <laughs> that has happened at some yeah. point. You're saying that like it's something you've done. You're saying it really weirdly, <laughs> Dylan. Like, well, like you're kind I'm, of doing you know, that. Well, I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. yeah. So the position I played was a fly half, which means maybe nothing to you. But basically, I pass the ball a lot to other people during a game. Um, okay. and perfect cover yeah but you would often pass the ball to someone when they're literally about to get smashed because if they're much bigger than me I'm thinking well I'm not going to get smashed so <laughs> it's, it's your job it's your job basically it's, it's kind of a self-preservation as well yeah yeah exactly so like I'm not going to run into the big people I'll give it to you you run into the big people so yeah you, you often get known for giving that but the best ones in rugby for doing this and in American football as well is the worst hospital passes is if you pass it above their head so they have to lift their arms to catch it, which right. opens up their whole body and their ribs. So often that's that's like when they break their ribs, basically, is when you give someone a hospital pass and you get smashed in the ribs. The only time when sports horrified me in that respect is was that we were playing hockey at school once and a girl went to do a hockey, like, you know, what do you, I don't know, when you 
try and hit the ball. What do you call that? Uh, swipe. And she went for the girl's ankles by mistakes instead. And 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 that that no. was a host. That was a hospital. Sorry. Um, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> laughing at hockey swipe. I don't know. What it do you can't call it? be that, can it? What do you call it? I don't, pass, I don't know. Pass, but swipe pass? is just swipe. Just felt like the wrong word. <laughs> well, she swiped out this girl's ankles basically, and I think it broke her. Uh, uh, shin, which would be a very painful. That would be a hospital pass, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was. Well, that's not yeah. really, that's. I think that's assault with a blunt instrument. Actually, <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, like it was brutal. So that's yeah, but no, not for me. This is why I don't do sports. Ter- no, terribly aggressive. I mean, I, I, yeah, I've definitely received more than a few hospital passes in my time, but probably <sighs> g- given more than I've received. To be fair, I'll uh, hold my yeah, hand. Good, that. good lad. Let's hope so, Dylan, because that was getting dark. Um, so hospital pass is a term that's branched out of sport into things like you know politics business even i'm I'm sure matt on things like live tv when you get asked a difficult question that's sometimes known as oh god i mean i don't know if you've watched a lot of the shows that i've done on live tv mate but there's not a lot of difficult questions (laughs) like it's i'm not doing question time am i like on on celebrity haunted mansion um do not disturb uh they didn't really ask many difficult questions so so there we go that's your task for next week uh amy on the radio you need to dish out some hospital passes and matt whatever you're doing yeah amy what you want to do is um uh, when your very exciting new colleague starts just you know haze him with a hospital pass just <laughs> smash the desk and go there you go mate good luck <laughs> enjoy oh i'll enjoy that i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do some hospital passes in life good luck yeah just as long like, as they're not know, with me just just um you know give give my girlfriend like the little scoop for the cat little box after he's just done an absolute explosion in there just oh. Like, oh you might want this hospital <laughs> yeah. pass now that is a hospital <laughs> pass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. classic <laughs> classic uh so should we go on to uh quiz akabusi oh yes, yes please So if you remember last time, on the last episode, the scores were 57-49 to Amy. So eight ahead. But after the Boxing Day uh, football predictions, Matt has clawed back two points. So it's now six... I didn't know there were points involved in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a bonus round of the quiz. Oh, I thought it was just cash. I think, if anything, the points mean more to me than the money. Oh, okay. Okay. Sod the 75 grand. This is worth way more. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, so the scores are currently 60 to 54 to Amy, so okay, only okay. six behind now. There's a bit of a theme in these ones. There's a bit of a, a recap of 2020 on some of them, but not all. So we'll see how attentive you were. Okay, so question number one. Novak Djokovic was disqualified from the US Open. This is tennis, by the way. Why oh, I that was going to be the question. Damn it. <laughs> Why was he disqualified? Was it A, he swore at the umpire? B, he smashed up his racket. Or C, he hit a ball girl with a ball. So A, B or C. Okay, Matt, you go first. I've guessed B. Smashed up his racket. Yeah. Amy, what's your guess? Yeah, B. Lost it, didn't he? Well, he did lose it, but he didn't smash his racket. He lost it and hit the ball as hard as he could. That went straight and smacked a girl on the head. Oh, no. yes. oh! I thought he'd smashed his racket. Yeah. Oh, did um? Was, obviously, you'd feel bad after that. He didn't do it on purpose. Now he celebrated and was like, "Ha!" Ah, in your face. No, you didn't. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he was he was mortified. Was very apologetic, but he got disqualified. Um, not a good start. Zero hmm. on the first one. So, question number two: Who won the Six Nations? So at least there's a one in six chance here, if you know who's in the Six Nations. Uh, Amy, do you want to go first? Is it England? Matt. France. Uh, it was England. Yay! Oh, no. Well done, Amy. Question number three. Who won the Premier League? Matt. Liverpool. Amy. Liverpool. 
Correct, both of you. Hey. Correct. That was an easy one. It uh, doesn't make. It doesn't matter if we both get a point. That's annoying. Oh. Number four. Who won the rugby premiership? Uh, Matt. Saracens. Amy. Bath. No, both good guesses. Saracens have won it the last few years, but it was Exeter. So Saracens got caught breaking the salary cap. Oh so, yeah, I remember that. So they it's had a salary cap in rugby. Well, I suppose they're all posh anyway, aren't they? A lot of them, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> they're all lords. A, there's a salary cap. Yeah, Saracens were well known within the rugby circles for, I guess, not like you know flat out breaking it, but they were manipulating the law and cheating essentially. And everybody kind of knew, but they were never caught. So eventually, they got caught and uh, they got deducted loads of points and relegated. Oh wow. Um, so they yeah, finished was... bottom. They finished bottom of the league, but th- I mean, I'm not saying they would have won, but um, they did win the last couple of years. So I mean, yeah, but like, let's count that maybe point for me then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a, a moral victory. <laughs> uh, so well done. Okay, question number five. Name one team that Alan Shearer played for, and uh, England does not count. Amy, big Shearer fan, so Newcastle. Matt, Everton. Uh-uh. You could have had Newcastle. Correct, Amy. Uh, or Southampton or Blackburn oh Blackburn oh yeah yeah, of course Blackburn Rovers that you know five year period when they were really good when Shearer was there they won the league and uh, they're rubbish now okay number six name one English cricket team before you give your guesses do you know this or do you need a clue not really but I think we should go with guesses I don't think yeah I mean okay because it's probably funnier (laughs) go on then Matt you go first Watley Village Green no, I'm joking. That's not my guess. Sun- Sunderland. Okay. Amy? Like, um, Nottinghamshire County Cricket. Correct. Knocking in. No! Knocking in. Oh! Are you serious? Is Sunderland one? <laughs> no, because the, the so the trick here and the clue is going to be it's county cricket. I knew it was. Oh. A- yeah, so it's all so county. Any county, basically. Yeah, give or take. You know, some of the smaller ones, not. But, uh, like, for example, you know, Devon doesn't have a team, but Somerset does. Um, that paid really off uncons- because I, I lived next to Trent Bridge for quite a while. So well done, Amy, on that one. You're on a stormer here. Okay, Woo-hoo. number seven. What sport is the NRL? NRL. Uh, Amy, do you want to give a guess? Norwegian Rugby League. Okay. Um, Matt? The National Rugby League is what I've gone for, rugby. Matt is correct. It is the National Rugby League. What? But what about, I thought it was the like, RFL. No, so this is in Australia. Oh, sneaky. The NRL is in Australia and uh, well done, Matt. You knew that, yeah, Matt? Well, I just did I just did the logic of it's like the national NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I just thought it's going to be along those lines. Yeah, because the NFL is the National Football League, but obviously it's in America, but the NRL, National Rugby League, which is rugby league, not rugby union, but yeah, in Australia. Mm. Well done, Matt. Point for you. Uh, okay, Finally. question eight. Dead or alive? Um Sir Bobby Charlton. This is <laughs> nice happy this one. Isn't fair. <laughs> Dead or alive, Sir Bobby Charlton. Uh Matt. Uh, Amy, are you ready? I think so. Okay, Matt, you go first. Alive. Amy? Alive? He is alive. He yes! is He's 83. Um but There was a very famous football who was the English who did we was it Jeff Hurst we lost? Bobby Moore f- died a while ago. Jack Jack Charlton, so Bobby Charlton's brother, Jack Charlton. Oh, he died, did he? Yeah, he died, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Bobby Charlton is 
still alive yeah so a lot of the uh, England 1966 World Cup heroes they've all been dropping like flies recently so it's about that time though isn't it yeah it's roughly right I feel really uncomfortable with this chat everyone (laughs) I love this This anyway more of these please I think the dead or alive is going to continue as a uh, a staple do it no do it you know what we should start predicting I think that should be the future (laughs) (laughs) okay where are we at now so question number nine um, what sport did W.G. Grace play, Amy? Badminton. <laughs> Matt, Matt. I've gone for baseball. Close-ish. It was cricket. So W.G. Grace was kind of one of the... Not fun- that close. <laughs> Not well, well, baseball, they've got a stick. They hit the <laughs> if ball. you t- turned yeah. up to the wrong game, it'd be embarrassing, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, W.G. Grace was kind of like the father of English cricket back in the late 1800s he's got a big oh, big right. okay so yeah. um, dead or alive yeah yeah <laughs> he died in 1915 so just about oh. dead okay so the last question uh, dead or alive no no it's not uh, who, who is Dame Tanny Gray Thompson who's confident not at all okay go on then Amy you go first like a sailor <laughs> Dame just I don't know Sa- no. sailor um, that's for I don't know yeah a track and field Olympian so she's a Paralympian uh, as opposed to Olympian uh, you know what uh, I'm going to be honest I wouldn't give me that point but you, she, know, you make your own mind up she did compete in the Paralympics won multiple gold medals in the Paralympics and also won the London Marathon the wheelchair version of that many times so okay uh, but yeah no, I don't think we can give you a point for that no, unfortunately think, no um, mm. but yeah so she's a, she's a dame she does a lot of charity work a lot of TV work now one of the most successful Paralympians in history I think who didn't ruin it for themselves exactly <laughs> Uh, okay, so the scores and the doors after that round. So actually, unfortunately, Matt, Amy won that round 5-3. So she's gone back up again. So the total scores are 65-57. God, it's like a basketball match, this, isn't it? Absolutely I've got to defend me. my title. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Matt. Right, good. Well, uh, I think we've uh, caught up to speed on our festive sports sports and 2020 and just generally who's dead and alive which is something I guess we can keep more of an eye on as absolutely and I'm glad well. after your it's... Covid Christmas you fall into the alive <laughs> camp yeah me too yeah that would be a really dark episode <laughs> wouldn't it guess who got dead or alive <laughs> um, but I could have made a, a quiz Akabusi question of which I would be very grateful for I'd have probably still got it wrong as well annoyingly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear well we end on a cheery note um <laughs> So um, yeah, keep up keep up the sporting uh, accolades that none of us do. And um... and Amy, we we want to see video footage of you doing the Atlas Stones in the World's Strongest Man. Not a problem. That was a time when I used to do more exercise, which has been a, a long time now. So I will happily forward that on. And then we need to see videos of Matt in his kitchen, like lifting a watermelon onto the kitchen table and stuff. <laughs> see if you can deadlift your girlfriend. You know what? Maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll get an Atlas stone and give her a hospital pass. <laughs> Just throw it. Oh, brilliant. See you next week, Sports Virgins. Thank you for listening to Sports Virgins, a Pomodo production. Please follow us and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on your social media platform of choice. We are at Sports Virgins. Follow us, tell us some sports facts, or more preferably, tell us that you know less than us. That would help, or any kind of sporting stupidity, please. (laughs) 